Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you for listening to the show, wherever you get it, baby. iTunes, your Android device, aboutlastnightpodcast.com, Stitcher. Um, people have been tweeting at me some some other weird media players that they listen to the pod. I'm like, what fucking planet are you streaming this from? Doesn't matter as long as you're listening. We appreciate the love. Uh, you guys have been great with your iTunes ratings and your five-star reviews. If you haven't done it yet, Ring in the new year. Get that uh, get that 2016 off to the right start. Take uh, take care of it right now. Where you listen to the intro? Go over to iTunes. Type in about last night. Give it a five star rating and comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Put something sweet. Just say, hey guys, you guys are funny. I love the podcast. It it's helps get me through my work day. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, man. Leave something special. Helps us uh, climb the charts and it makes us feel good, man. And continue to to bring you guys amazing shows like today. Today's show uh, is a is a good one, man. Top to bottom, so many laughs. Uh, you know him, you love him. He's been on the pod before, and he returns for a second appearance on the About Last Night podcast. The one and only Jerry Ferrara, baby. You know him from Entourage, and uh, you know him from his new show, Power on Stars, where he's ripping it up, dude. Uh, talk about having an entourage following. Now he's got a, a stars following. The dude's crushing it, man. He's a great actor. He's killing it on the show. Check him out on Power on Stars. He shares uh, great stories from the sets um, about this show, um, as well as some amazing Golden Globe stories. This guy's been to so many award shows, and you never really get to know like what's going on at these shows, because what you see on TV is just only a slice of what's actually happening. But he shares some pretty amazing like bathroom urinal stories, which opened up a whole conversation about urinal small talk and our thoughts on that. Uh, we talked about prison shows, which was fascinating to me, because that... I just started kind of watching some of these prison shows where these juvenile kids get reamed, uh, not sexually, by, uh, but verbally and emotionally by these, uh, the, the guys who run these prisons to, to break down these kids. Fascinating shit. We also talk about pickup basketball game etiquette. Uh, I think we alluded to it on the first time Jay was on how when I played uh, in a pickup game with him and his boys and how one of his buddies got really frustrated and shoved me down. A grown man shoved me down in a game, and uh, we broke that down, and it uh, sparked a whole uh, another great conversation about adult men and how you're supposed to react and conduct yourself at, at this stage in the game in games that don't matter. Um, and we we ended this pod with a with one of the the best conversations ever. I don't even want to spoil it, but just get to the end of this podcast. It's pretty great. Um, We had so much fun recording with Jerry. He's the best. Uh, Of course, listen to his podcast, the Bad for Business podcast uh, that he does uh, with his uh, lovely girlfriend, Bree. You can get that on iTunes. Go subscribe to that. His podcast is the shit. He's got so many great guests, and uh, he's just a great host. Uh, Follow Jerry on Twitter at Jerry Ferrara. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. And come see me, baby. I'm, I'm hitting the road again. I'm going to start doing a lot of stand-up dates coming up because I've got a TV show, baby, premiering on TBS March 8th with my uh, hilarious friend and uh, comedian, uh, Eliza Schlesinger. We co-host the show called Separation Anxiety that premieres March 8th on TBS, 14 episodes. It's a prank game dating show, uh, an hour long. It's uh, it's pretty pretty fucking awesome man it was so much fun to do we did it down in Atlanta and um, 
Basically, what happens is the premise. Uh, a couple comes on the show, and they think they're playing on a shitty internet game show with me, and then they get separated, and one of the um, members of the couple, uh, whether it's two best friends or sisters or people that have been dating or married for five years, it spans the gamut. The, the casting department did a great job with these couples. One of the uh, members of the couple gets separated and goes on to a main stage game show with Eliza. The other person stays with me, thinks they're still playing on a shitty internet game show playing for $25 all the way up to $2,500. What the person with me doesn't know that on the sh- shitty internet game show, all that money is actually 100 times more than what he thinks it is. So he thinks he's playing for only 2500 max. It's actually 250000 He has no clue. So Eliza on the main stage with the other person is picking the categories for the questions that he's going to answer, right? So she's like, you know, all right, Beth, do you think Kevin knows more about sports or fashion? And she's like, I think sports. So then Eliza's like, all right, Adam, we've, ready, uh, we've locked in our next category. Uh, for this next question, you know, find a way to touch Kevin's face. Tell him he's got great skin. So I'm also a puppet for Eliza because I have an earpiece in, and nobody knows that who's on the small set with me. So I do all sorts of crazy shit. It's fuck. It's hilarious, and you get to know these couples, and the stakes are high, and it's a a great like. There's a newlywed aspect to it, as far as like, you know, how well you know your 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 uh, significant other or friend or whatnot. But, you know, with a modern twist. It's much more edgy. It's cable, baby. It's TBS. March 8th, Separation Anxiety. Uh, I think it's Wednesday nights. Uh, DVR it. Tune in. It's uh, it's my first TV show, man. I'm fucking pumped. Eliza crushed it. I crushed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, because of that, I'm going to be hitting the road. Uh, a few more shows here in LA for the first uh, uh, the next couple weeks. Get all my tour dates at adamraytv.com. And then I will be coming to New York City, Gotham Comedy Club, my first time headlining New York City, February 12th through the 14th. That's Valentine's Day weekend, baby, so bring your significant other to the Gotham Comedy Club and see me headline February 12th through the 14th. And then I'm making my first headline appearance appearance, ap- appearance at the Comedy Works South in, uh, in Denver, Colorado, baby. Comedy Works South. Brad was just there, and now I'm going to be there. February 19th through the 21st. Come see me. Comedy Works South in Denver, Colorado. And then uh, I've got a few San Diego gigs coming up. February 24th uh, at the Beachwood um, uh, venue. And then February 25th in San Diego at the Music Box. And then February 26th and 27th, I'll be uh, in Prior Lake, Minnesota at the Mystic Lake Casino. February 26th and 27th. Prior Lake, Minnesota, Mystic Lake Casino. Come see me there. Um, again, all that uh, tour date info is available at adamraytv.com. Brad Williams will be in Omaha, Nebraska uh, this weekend, February 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Omaha Funny Bone. Go see Brad, Omaha Funny Bone, February 3rd through the 6th. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. Uh, of course... When you come to these shows, bring your ALN merch. All right, we've got tons of merch. We've got shirts, hats, posters now available, signed posters. You can order them at estoymerchandise.com, estoymerchandise.com to get all your ALN merch, your mugs, your hats, your shirts. Bring them to the shows, baby. We'll sign them for you. Uh, you know, it's a great uh, way to support the pod. Um, Brad just told me how many of you guys came to his shows in Denver, which was uh, so awesome. He said it might have been the most he's had at a show yet, um, which is so rad because, again, we love uh, the email and Twitter support you guys give us. But face-to-face, it's just it's unbelievable. It's, it's so much better, way cooler. And uh, I had the same experience when I was in St. Louis a few weeks ago at the Funny Bone. Uh, meeting pod fans face-to-face is the best. So uh, get your merch, come out to the shows, we'll sign it for you, take a picture, high-five, hug, 
uh, fuck, spoon, all that good shit. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and of course, follow About Last Night uh, on Twitter, at ALN Podcast, also at ALN Podcast on Instagram. Oh, and be on the lookout, because next Monday, all right, next Monday, there will be a new video released on my YouTube page that we shot all day today. Brad flew in from Denver at 8 a.m., and we shot all day uh, a cologne parody commercial um, for a dwarf cologne, spoofing those amazing black and white, sexy, intense cologne commercials. And I wrote one to shoot for Brad... uh, for a dwarf cologne that hasn't been done yet. And my buddies, uh, James and Dave Cadeglia, that shoot uh, a bunch of my videos, um, they're amazing. They w- they've worked on uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, the special effects gurus, cinematographer uh, geniuses. Um, and uh, they've shot so many of my videos. And and they, they did this one, and we knocked it out of the park. That'll be available next Monday, baby, just in time for Valentine's Day. So be on the lookout. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, AdamRay24, um, on YouTube so that you can uh, peep that video when it comes out next week. It's going to be amazing. Um, all right, that's all the info. So many great podcast uh, guests coming up, you guys. I, I, one of them in particular, I don't want to say his name, but let's just say I've done an impression of him. And, uh, and he sounds a little bit something like this. Um, that's all I'm going to say, but holy shit, we locked it in and it's coming up pretty soon. So subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you can enjoy new episodes every Monday. Bonus episodes too are also coming the next few weeks. Really pumped about those. Uh, so that's it. We got all the tour dates out of the way. That's all the merch info. Those are the Twitter handles. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, Jerry Ferrara. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. I, for years, it took me a long time to give up the 917 area code, which New Yorkers don't want to do on their cell phone, and I also didn't want to give up my uh, my New York driver's license. So mm-hmm. I had gotten a ticket, got pulled over one time, and I had gotten a ticket for I don't remember what, and then also another ticket for having a New York license. The cop had asked me, like, have you been living in L.A. longer? And I stupidly, and I'm like, yeah, I've been here for four years. He's like, well, you have to have California driver's license. Right. So it's a fix-it ticket. Go get it. And just send the copy, and it's fine. Like, all right, whatever. That's never going to happen, <laughs> but we'll pretend. Yeah, how much do dudes, as a dude in general, though, like, do you chase down the fucking, like, if you get a bike cop ticket, like, are you really going to court to defend yourself? No, yeah. no. And I, I mean, I even, ha- I, when I, the second day I lived in LA, I got a jaywalking ticket for like $400, <laughs> and I had no money, and I still paid it. So I'm, I, I don't have it in me to fight. I don't you want have a patience. clean record too. I feel like just get it over with. Am I gonna go yeah, fight it for two weeks? Am I yeah. gonna represent myself? Yeah, <laughs> this is Aaron Brockovich <laughs> coming with the suit. Wow. So this cop gives me this fix it ticket. I throw it away. I don't even think twice about it. A year and a half later, a year and a half later, I had a meeting at 9 a.m. I'll never forget. I was going to ESPN Radio. Yeah. To sit down with uh, Ben Lyons. Yeah, who, I know Ben. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know Ben. Good ball player, by the way. Is and, he? Uh, yeah, I'd never met Ben at this point. So it was kind of like a blind date type meeting. I get in my car at 8 o'clock to drive over. 
I am 100 yards out of my driveway and I see the sirens. I'm not wearing my seatbelt. I, I didn't even put it on yet. That's how close yeah. to home I was. The, 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 the car hadn't stopped beeping yet telling right. you to put on the so, seatbelt. Yeah. The cop weighs me down, tells me to pull into the parking lot of the dry cleaners, Milton Eddy's in Burbank, which uh, (laughs) 24-hour dry cleaners. Great idea. Wow. You know how great it is? Like I used to go to the club and leave my laundry in the the trunk and just throw my clothes in at 3 in the morning when I was driving (laughs) off in the club. That is genius because the place I use for Fluff and Fold is uh, closes at 8. And there's been times when I've gotten there at like 7.57. And the Korean man who runs the spot, like, just like, will stare me down through the window and go, "Fucking no!" Points at his watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. No. So uh, I pull over in the dry cleaners I've been using for five years, and mm-hmm. uh, God, I was like, "License, registration, blah, blah blah." I give it to him. He goes back to his car, and he's at his car for eighteen minutes now. I am from Brooklyn, and I I used to be somewhat of a bad kid, and I even know that that is way too long for a cop. Now I start thinking, like, fuck, did I do something? Did did he he find out that I threw spitballs at the substitute teacher (laughs) back in fifth grade? Going through my- How detailed is that? Going through my misdemeanor uh, possible felony checklist and the statute of limitations on all of it, and um, he finally comes back up to the car, and I already had this bad feeling. He just looks at me and says, can you step out of the car, please? And I went, fuck. Fucked. I knew it right there. I'm like, I am about to get arrested for something. I have no idea what right. I did. Turns me around, puts the cuffs on. He says, there's a bench warrant out. You have a failure to appear in court warrant. And <laughs> from two years ago, the jaywalking and, uh, ticket? they're calling in the warrant. Oh, Throws me in God. the back Shit. of the car. What? In handcuffs, behind me, by the way, and drives me to Burbank Jail. Now, the good thing is Burbank Jail is like a, a Holiday Inn. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. I'm not trying to make fun of that. Like, it's a nice jail. I felt very safe. You hear that, people in Burbank? Right, right away. Well, who I, cares? I gotta be honest. Part of me does want to spend a night in jail at some point just to, like, see what it's like. Well, you might want to go to Burbank. It's a good experience. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now that you're giving it such a... So, uh, if you're going to solicit a prostitute, Adam, what I'm trying to say is... No, go, that's not go how it would go down, man. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm going to rob somebody for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just be careful you're not on, like, the, but the like Van Nuys, Burbank, North Hollywood border because you mess around, you end up in Van Nuys. I don't know if you want to go to that yeah okay so but 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 just but not rob anyone like take out the gun give me all your money no 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 more like grab a kid snickers bar you got it that he just got got target but you can't you got it but you can't go to jail for that so you have to do like i'd also maybe like a seventh grade kid so like a punk ass bitch on a skateboard sure that i would like also shove to the ground and he would say some anti-semitic shit so that would make me you know yeah you're you're in the right i'm in yeah (laughs) thank you you're in the right yeah yeah but you know, yeah, breaking and entering, yeah, no weapons. I don't want. Right. I don't no, want to. No, no. no B and E. We don't like a B and E. No. B B and E sounds like a neighborhood breakfast that's stop. That's how you know like. you're dealing with a criminal when they start using the. Ah, oh, dude, yeah, that's a B and E. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that's what they call it? Or maybe just spook. Like maybe just creep up behind windows where like where like fat kids are eating donuts and just spook them to where they choke on their donuts. That see, but they don't die. But I don't know if you want to do anything involving you're a kids because then, because then that might put you on like the sex offender. No, list. dude, you if you're just spooking kids, you you'll go to jail for a couple nights. I feel like just right. to get 
Just so the cops go, we got to rid this neighborhood of spookers. Just go into the drunk tank for a night. Just go get blasted and walk on, walk on Sunset Boulevard. That's actually a great idea. I mean, hell, you, you've done that by yourself. So, yeah. It'll be a great well podcast episode. It. it really yeah. would be. It would oh, be. like the same way Johnny Cash was live from Folsom Prison. And then you have to come bail me out. Well, yeah. And then I got to come in like dressed like the dressed like the female hussy. Thank you. And then, because that's what you do, yeah. right? You're not coming in a normal Hell <laughs> no. Up. You come in and I give you the... Uh, 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 nail file through the cake and all, and all, you gotta all that. You got to get me out of here, Brad. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll wait for you. Yeah. Can't do hard time. <laughs> uh, okay, so then so then you... Uh, so it brings me to the jail yeah. and now I'm starting to put together the pieces. I'm asking the officer, like, what did I not appear for? And then it all came back to driving while in New York. Wow. <laughs> That's the it. The fact that I did not address that situation... They issued some kind of warrant for me to appear to show that I got my California license. I never even knew that that was possible. And uh, well, I, mean, I, I ended up spending a good amount of money to get that expunged from my record. Because oh, I'm like, that's not even like a cool arrest. Not that no. any arrest is cool, but... It's, you know, it's not like, well, I had, I had some dark days in my past or no. whatever that, that, I, that I've gotten through, become better as a person. But, you know, I regret those days, but it made, you know, it built me better as a yeah. man. That like, being said, they did take my that. shoelaces, which I thought was extreme. They took your shoelaces? Yeah. Well, I, like, guys, I'm not going to hang myself, I promise. <laughs> I promise you I'm not going to hang dope myself. laces? <laughs> Yes, actually, yeah, they well, were. That's the thing like they the all, like. That's the thing they always do on Locked Up, where they do like those scared straight pro, yeah. pro programs, and those like nine year olds go to, go to prison. Ninety percent of it is just guys just yelling at him. Where's your shoes at? Give me your motherfucking shoes. I want those shoes, you little bitch. Like that's all of Locked Up, and I will watch that all day. Have you watched? Yeah. Have you have you gotten into that show? I've gotten into it, and I had a teacher. I think we were in fifth or sixth grade. We went on a class trip. To Rikers Island. What? Now, I don't know what teacher thinks. At the time, <laughs> it was like the most normal thing in the world. Like, oh, yeah, of course, you're going to go to Rikers Island. It's like some scared, yeah. straight sort of shit. But and the entire class? Usually just take like the, four or five bad no, kids. No, no, the entire class. But yeah, it was as like part the, of the, the apple cider factory was closed, <laughs> and they were like, what's, uh, what's a plan We're not going B? to Hershey Park this yeah. time, guys. We're going to Rikers well, Island. We got the aquarium. But Her- the thing with Hershey the shoes, um, yeah. The the officer, I don't know, whatever his title was, who was showing us around as a scare tactic to one of my friends, Jack, who was being a smart ass, like threw him in the cell with an inmate. And oh, when we shit. came back, Jack didn't have no shoes. <laughs> it's a real thing. The shoes are everything. The shoes are a real the thing. Shoe, the shoes are real. He That's top no bargaining shoes. chips, I feel like, in prison. And he was crying hysterically. Of course. Wow. Well, those guys break them down. I've only seen, well, the first time I even saw it was flipping through the channels, and literally it was a guy talking to a kid who just, the kid just looked like a kid that was just causing trouble at every angle and didn't listen and talked back. And he got in the, in the guy's face even at one point, and then it cut to something else, and the guy goes, I'm going to make you suck my dick every day you hear, every hour, every minute. You're going to be sucking my, and they're bleeping dick, obviously, but I yeah. knew what he was saying. He wasn't well, saying yeah, you're going to suck my fucking my elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're going to suck my fucking thumb. I got yeah. I got a straw that is in a diet soda that I need sucking. Yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. suck my straw, little punk. And the kid like, and I'm like, this is crazy. And the kid didn't like flinch. Jeez. And then he got his face and he's like, and you're going to like it, man, every day. He's like, you'll be sucking it morning, night, breakfast, dinner. And then the kid, and then he just uh, got in the kid's face and just held it, dude. 
And then like said a couple more things like, oh, you think you a tough motherfucker? You think you, and the kid dude held it. And then all of a sudden they like zoomed on the kid's <laughs> eyes and then he just lost it, dude. Oh. And broke down. And I was like, yeah, man. Everyone's no, got their breaking point. No human being can be told they're going to suck a dick for that long. <laughs> Every and not, day. Yeah. And not eventually cry. By a, by a large man that, yeah. that you cannot. If somebody came in here against. right now, if Gary Busey came in here right now and said, <laughs> You know, Brad, can you do a Busey? Oh, I, all right, on, on the spot. Adam, you're going to suck my dick every day. Yeah, dude. I, every day. Maybe when these space aliens come down <laughs> and they're taking over and they got uh, the invasion happening, you're not going to see it. Why? You're going to be eyes deep in my balls. you got to have a mouthful of Busey. It's Ma- a good Busey. It's a ver- I'm yeah. terrified of Gary Busey. Are you really? <laughs> As someone who's worked with him. When oh, he, yeah, 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 because he's done a couple did of you have, episodes. Oh, yeah, dude, and the movie. Did he have preconceived, did you have preconceived notions of what Busey was? What was your, who was Busey to Jerry Farrar before you met him, and then after, did it change your opinion? <sighs> the first time I met slash worked with him, you got to remember, is back in season one of Entourage, so it's 2004, Mm-hmm. I was 24 years old. So it was 11 years ago. And at the time, I knew he was an Oscar nominated actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and that's really it. I knew. Uh, I just, oh, what was that like, crazy movie? With Ice I just go to. I liked him and he scared me. I and, just like, go to Point Break. That's the only Of course. Th- yeah. yeah. Utah, give me two. Hey, Utah. <laughs> um, and I knew he was intense. I didn't really know uh, of anything else. And um, we all knew pretty soon. As soon as he came on set and he told Doug Ellen, uh, I'm not going to give you your words. I'm going to give you the truth. <laughs> I like that. Good the timing fuck? on the bell right there. Um, <laughs> and, and that was where I was like, uh, okay. And he said, no one could write Gary Busey like Gary Busey. Now, Doug takes a lot of pride in the fact that he's basically written 98% of every word that's come out of everyone's mouth. Yeah. But he can't fully claim that with Busey. And then... Yeah, Busey does know Busey better than, than Doug Ellen. He came, the episode that we did was on the beach. Yeah. And uh, he came up to Connolly and I on the beach. And he said, I'm going to play a game with the two of you. It's called Tickle Pee. I am going <laughs> to tickle you to one of you. He's your pants. I'm I'm gonna tickle you until you pee. I kind of wish it exactly. had no, I, I kind of wish it had nothing to do with that. No. Like oh, we're gonna play tickle pee. Basically, you're gonna toss a ring into a fire pit and see if it burns. And you're like, okay. And Busey's not like a, a, a small guy. Like he's a he's pretty like big six, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he me six two, gotcha. six three. He's not a little guy. Yeah. And there was a point where like Connolly and I were kind of like running from him. Fuck yeah, dude. And he did get a hold of me. And he did tickle. By the way, it wasn't a tickle like coochie. Coo- he was like. <laughs> trying to remove a rib <laughs> it wasn't coochie coo it was yeah he was like fucking, jamming yeah. the finger in between my wow. ribs you and, weren't scared straight you were scared Busey and ever since which then which I would watch that show oh my god oh my god you would you sell that show in two seconds Dude, would you wa- oh. every episode ends with a with a shower game a tickle piece <laughs> but here's what I will say still to this day world class actor oh yeah that guy delivered every single time give me your shoes and uh <laughs> He re- and it's so crazy that he was in the movie. He became he, that's like some of the one of the biggest cameos people love to talk about most is Gary Busey. Yeah. I was gonna say they yeah. love Gary he's, Busey. He's certainly in the top five now. When you when you talk to Gary Busey, I get the idea watching him that uh, yes, things are going on with the brain damage from the motorcycle accident. Absolutely, but I think he's kind of aware of what he's doing. I think he's I you think I think it's calculated. He, yeah, I think he's kind of like I'm gonna be. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, so he's I'm a gonna, smart guy. So I'm gonna go crazy, 
and then like I'm going to give them the Gary Busey that they want. He is a smart guy on that level. Um, yeah. But nobody knows, and I, I, I actually learned this from watching my guilty pleasure, The Celebrity Apprentice. So when we would <laughs> work show. with Gary a lot, yeah. you know, we found that it, it seemed like he would have some lines problem yeah. or like every now and then would really go astray. We just figured maybe that's him being him. But when he did Celebrity Apprentice, he was on the same season as Marley Matlin. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. And Marley helped point out to Gary, and I think actually like sent Gary Doctor, like Gary's basically, and maybe I'm incorrect with the story, but the way I remember it is like he's like deaf in one ear. Like he couldn't hear all these years. And he, we noticed like he would say what a lot all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, and she discovered that he had issues with his hearing wow. and that, uh, and he was very thankful for that. And that changed a lot of him maybe acting like he's crazy because maybe half the time he didn't hear what people were saying. Sure. And, the, and then he responds to a question that the way he wanted to. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just said what was on his mind. That oh. being said, I love Gary Busey. Sure. Uh, so what, wait, we didn't hear the, uh, the, um, you know, how tickle pee ended. <laughs> I did not pee. It's quite the cliffhanger. And oh boy, Connolly. Neither did Connolly. And oh. Connolly. Oh. We spent the day avoiding. I like, genuinely disappointed that Connolly didn't be. <laughs> hear that gasp? I was oh, hoping. I, I, like what? Like what an experience for him on the movie to a uh, bust his leg and then uh, b uh, lose a game of tickle people running from him on the beach. <laughs> Just imagine that. For imagine Gary Busey chasing two grown men. On the beach, go like laughing because he's gonna try to make us piss our pants. <laughs> That's got to be one of those step back moments too, right? Because that was early in the season or That's the show. The fir- that was like our uh, season one. I usually have a good memory with cameo. Season one, like episode Four. six, it okay. was called Busey and the Beach. Of course, dude. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's got to be one of those moments where you're like, oh, like this is my life is crazy now. This show, like we got. I mean, was Busey the first? I'm trying to think who else. Might have cameoed before that. There was some. Well, Mark was in the first one, right? Mark mm-hmm. was in the first one, and and I actually I met I've met her since this, and I've thanked her, and I actually gotten to know her husband, and I've even told her husband like she literally did this when no one else would, because I think she did know Mark well. Uh, Ali Larder was oh, in the yeah, pilot. Yeah. Doug had written this scene, which kind of was important at the time that a known actress at one of Vince's premieres is kind of off the wall and is like looking for Vince. Like meaning mm-hmm. like he's kind of banging everything. That's right, yeah. And like this hot actress he is wasn't like, where's back. Vince? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this was our pilot. So no one knew who we were. And at the time, no one's really down to play themselves. Right. And Allie was Especially just, not in a favorable light. Right. And she was just totally down, got the joke immediately, realized we're not making fun of you. We're kind of poking fun at the world. Yeah. And mm-hmm came on and she was really the first and mark uh and then jessica alba was in yep. the second uh, i don't know if saget was the first season i will always think saget was second, second season. season yeah ali larder will be in a lot of roles she's done a lot of things but to me she, she will always be she will always be the whipped cream <laughs> bikini girl what a great scene. from varsity blues oh my god you can, like that's like <laughs> phoebe cates will always be the woman that gets out of the pool in fast Mont- or fast times Richmond high but yeah Ali Larder, whipped cream bikini girl. That movie is unbelievable. Varsity Blues. Yeah. It aged really well, I thought. Yeah. You know, at the time, I really liked it, but I, I would have favored like the program more or sure. like movies like that. Yeah. But also quintessential like high school comedies. Well, at everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. It had everything. It, it, it had James Vanderbeek saying, I don't want your, your life. life. Interesting combo. Dude, that, that line is as famous and to me as, as yeah. I'll be back or as Danny Glover saying, you got an angel with you. Uh, remember when he says to Tony Danza, which by the way, and I know uh, Jerry and I have share a, a similar infatuation with Sir Danza. And guess what? I will say Sir Danza, <laughs> he should it's be. about time he's fucking knighted. Yeah. Um, but his performance in Angels in the Outfield as Mel, the cancer-stricken pitcher. He pitched that final game with cancer and without an angel. And you're not going to tell me you don't throw up the, the golden statue for that? <laughs> he should have had, I mean, at least some consideration. There should have been a sag nom in there A sag nom or something, yeah. dude. Something. Uh, the, I'll never forget. Glover's always missing out. Glover I mean, comes up and he's and, and Danza's like, I, just, I, I don't got enough. I, I don't think I can do it. And Glover goes, and looks over at Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's on the verge of tears, and he starts waving his angel arms, and the little black orphan kid behind him comes up and starts you know, backing him up with backup angel wings. And then uh, Glover turns back and goes, you got an angel with you right now. And Danza goes, I do. <laughs> that I do, man. If Matt Damon could be our comedic actor of the year, wow. then the I think Martian. Tony Danza should have got some consideration. Oh, thank you. For drama. All right. Yes. Years. All right, Jerry. You're, 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 you're in this movie business. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Why the fuck is The Martian winning the Golden Globe for the best movie of the year? Or, or, the, or the, 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 the best comedy? My opinion, best comedy. I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying this. Yeah. Like, they wanted they wanted Matt at the at the party. Okay. You so, know? Like, so the joke that Ricky Gervais made was actually kind of true. Where they're like, we, we, we know why you're here. Yeah. I mean, look, to me, and... Because Martian was a great movie. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a it was, great movie. It was amazing it's one of my movie. favorite movies of the year. Yeah. I really, and, and by the way, there is comedy in the martian like yeah. there's, there's there lighter, music? <laughs> there's lighthearted moments is there one point when he's like i'm on a planet all by myself <laughs> and i'm scared that was all it was lacking to be honest if it was missing something. uh that's uh that's on the uh, special features on the i don't remember <laughs> when the globes created that category and as mm-hmm. as someone who's been to the globes Six straight years and went zero for six in best comedy. So fucked up. I know my my way around. Yeah, I feel like Jerry Farrar, the Buffalo Bills of of the Golden Globes. God. (laughs) Yeah, but didn't didn't uh, uh, Piven win? Uh, Piven three peated. supporting actor. All right. Well, at least there was some. Dylan went zero for four, which is in supporting actor. He lost to Jeremy every day. You know, you would have thought maybe they split the vote. Right. Um, and then Connolly, I want to say once or twice lost for lead actor i mean it, he wow. was up in baldwin Carell. that's impossible yeah to coveney just like a I, yeah but but sick category yeah the fact that you're on a show that gets nominated like that and has wins i mean that in itself has got to be like this is this is cool it, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something awesome it was awesome and i still will never forget i've told this story a bunch but um the, my first experience with the Golden Globes, like the night before the Golden Globe Awards announcement, there's a shit ton of parties, blah, 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 because all the nominees basically getting ready. And we had received an award in season one, a Hollywood Life magazine award for like breakthrough cast of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they give it to whoever would show up. So we had just <laughs> gotten this award and they're like, yeah. hey, well, we're out and we're dressed. Let's go out. So we went to this party at Chateau Marmont. Yeah. Uh, the night before the nomination announced, it was some Golden Globe party. Place was packed. It was like a scene out of Entourage. Yeah. yeah. I won't. I'll never reveal her name. Uh, someone who's very much in the business. And we were talking, and now it's like two in the morning, and she's like, "All right, I gotta go home because they announced these things so damn early on the West Coast, it's like yeah. five a.m." Yeah. 
I said, yeah, yeah good luck. I'm, I'm staying out, so go get some sleep. Hi. Yeah. It's like, Jerry, don't worry. You know, you guys stay on this path. One day, if you're lucky, you guys might get this nomination. And I did remember saying, fuck, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be part of something that's even considered for that. And yep. that next morning... It was Piven, Dylan, and the Best show. Comedy. Holy the very shit. next morning, I'm thinking like, all right, two, three years, maybe we got a shot. And it happened that next morning. And that actress, Betty White. Betty White. <laughs> <You're> not- <laughs> Someday, Ferrara. Uh, worst Betty White ever. Angelina uh- <laughs> Jolie. No, it was not her. Wait, take us through the, if you don't mind, the actual, because, uh, you know, is it true, by the way, that they say about the Globes, like, that it is a more laid back vibe? For like, sure. Yeah. I mean, people are drinking. Are people fucked up? Like, you saw that meme of, of Leonardo DiCaprio uh, looking at... At Lady Gaga, yeah, yeah. which I saw in the moment, and I, I thought I caught it in the moment. So yeah, I was right. like, that was such a good side eye. Like, it's oh, like when shit. I saw LeBron's penis in the moment. On, uh, <laughs> remember that when he was un- adjusting his shorts and there's yeah. a little fucking... Listen, I think that in the moment we're talking about is Gaga's going up to get her award, which is a weird sentence to say. Gaga's going to get her so award. So dramatic. Uh, and then uh, she bumps into Leo. Leo turns around, sees her, and kind of gives a... Kind of like a, but just he like gives quick. a two for dude. He doesn't just give one. He gives the initial like oops, like sorry. The yeah. like a, oh shit! <laughs> and then he, lo- but dude, his second look, it was he, awesome. It was unreal. Dude. I think that he was just shocked because he, the, he's never been bumped into by anyone who's not a Victoria's Secret model. So, <laughs> so he, he's just like, wait, what? Are, yeah. Wait, who what, is this? What present? are you? I what think you? it was also you're an eight. <laughs> you're an eight. It kind of looked. What are you doing? <laughs> it kind of looked like he was so into. Whatever the conversation was, he didn't realize he, he didn't know what he bumped into, and he turned around like, "Oh shit!" He just bumped into someone who just won the goddamn yeah, award. Yeah, you yeah. saw them making like, a beeline would, yeah. to the stage. Um, the Golden Globes are fun. It is very much laid back, like the Emmys, which is equally as fun. But yeah. you're kind of in a theater, and it's a more, more people. There's no drinking, yeah. dry. And then when you leave, like let's say you want to go use the restroom, or at the time, like if I wanted to go have a cigarette back in the day, whatever, like mm-hmm. you go out, you can't get back in for 20 minutes. There's like commercial breaks, you can't go in. And so, also there's more seat fillers in the Emmys, right? Than and people, yeah. Golden Globes, they're, everyone there is big time. There's no seat fillers. It's yeah. big time people and then anyone special they brought you're with them. You're in a banquet. It feels like you're at a wedding, but like the greatest wedding. God's wedding. <laughs> God's wedding, essentially. <laughs> or and, Oprah's. Um, yeah, sure. I'm telling you, I used Same to thing. smoke cigarettes and like you'd go on that patio at the, the Beverly Wilshire or whatever it is. and uh, Dude, who like, are you smoking six with? Just like to go out there, you see like Depp smoking with like Kiefer Sutherland oh, and man. Kevin Dillon. And then like walking over to <laughs> Kevin Dillon and Charlie Sheen and they're talking about Platoon. Oh my Jeez. god, like, dude! Yeah, I, I, and that's all I really did at these things. Like, I never tried to like befriend anyone. I just would try to listen and observe yeah. and file this shit away for the grandkids. Because, but having, you knew you knew you had a a per, like you could walk up to these conversations and insert yourself and go and say something just to be there. To and then some just, of them, some of them, yeah. yeah. Like when the moment we're like, yeah, with Dylan yeah. and and mm-hmm. Depp and Charlie Sheen talking about platoon. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be like, hey, what, Kev, let me bum a light, light my cigarette, and, and just, just stay. There. What, yeah. were, what were they even saying, dude? I'm not good. I can't. All right, all right. Yeah. I'll, off that. air, I'll give it to you. <laughs> this uh, is great. Now, but tell me this, though. Is Depp, like, is he, was he just, was he, did he sound like he was a cool person to shoot the shit Absolutely. with? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How many scarves was he wearing? Well, I mean, I had 14 for that one. The Golden there Globes. There might have uh, been a few. Um, my favorite scarf is this one I have. It's a SpongeBob SquarePants scarf. This is a good night at the Globe story and, I, and I'm, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Connolly because I've mentioned his name nine times you guys should absolutely have him on this I show I mean I would I, I he's just, such a good podcast I can't guest, bug you enough and he tells this story way better than I do okay but I'm gonna try mm-hmm. and you might so audience at right. home you might have to hear it twice when he comes on and hell yeah 
So Golden Globe night, yeah, there's definitely certainly some drinking, and there was a commercial break, and we kind of all headed for the restroom at the same time. And the restrooms is really weird places. Guys walking in there with Golden Globe awards, <laughs> just one. And I'm talking like I want to say it was like James Cameron, like Ridley Scott, what the fuck, and dude? like Kevin Bacon, and Jeez. like me and Dylan at the urinal. Some something like that. I might be off on one or two of the people, but it was something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, whatever, normal restroom. Connolly walks in to mm-hmm. go, and he's like kind of waiting online. And Dylan, as only Kevin Dylan could do, he goes. <laughs> All right, you might want to cover up, boys. We got a peeker who just walked in. <laughs> I mean, the fucking room erupted. Dude, in that's... Lo- <laughs> you would have thought maybe that wouldn't have landed well. Oh, it, you- the stones to throw that joke the out, room though. room erupted. You might want to cover up, boys. A grade A peeker just walked in. Let's be in. honest. Kevin Dillon has the greatest delivery of anyone in the history yeah. of delivering sentences. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't, and those details are probably 95% accurate. Like maybe I walked in and he said, all I know sure. is he said that. I know James Cameron was there. Cameron and loved I know it. another big time director and Kevin yeah. Bacon was there. And it was either to me or to Connolly. I'm pretty sure it was to Connolly. A peaker. I'm going to text Kevin on the way out of here and I'm going to set you guys up. That's, what, that. that's like a grade A peaker. Yeah. That's one of those like finish him moments because oh, there's yeah. no coming back. For, like there's no, no. comeback that Kevin. Oh, oh uh, you're a peaker. You're a peaker. Yeah, yeah. It was over, and in the mid- it just it just landed well. You guys obviously know what's funny and what's yeah. not. It landed. You did think about your Timing. best joke when the audience. You like I just hit that yeah. far. Yeah, it was a walk off. Also, most bathroom <laughs> scenarios, there's it's usually always quiet. Yeah, but but yeah. if you but if you walk in, if Kevin had walked in and been there for 15, 20 seconds and then said it, doesn't hit. It's like you, everyone, every dude in the bathroom acknowledges when somebody else enters because it's almost like. The bathroom is just such a weird, like a public restroom Hell, is such a weird, yeah. like. I mean, I mean, uh, our story that we've told before on the podcast, but we may have some new listeners that haven't heard it. When we ran into uh, Chris Pratt in the oh, yeah. uh, in the bathroom uh, at the Staples Center. Long and short of it, we're sitting yeah. courtside. Pratt's middle court. We're sitting underneath the hoop. We see him. I'm decked out in Seattle gear because <laughs> any basketball game I go to, I wear just to kind of, you know, just to be like, it sucks that we you don't have a team. Yeah, Gary Payton for life, yeah. man. And and uh, and uh, and Pratt's from. Uh, you Huge know, Seahawks. Yeah, man. and 20 minutes from where I grew up. So I'm like, we got to at least go say what up. So we walk to courtside, and then he starts walking to the bathroom. So I go, Brad, just keep walking. So we follow him to where the passes we have apparently could go to where he was going, which was the bathroom underneath the um, the, uh, the special courtside. The bowels bathroom. of the arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, celebrity shitters. And so we get to this bathroom, and he goes in, and I'm like, all right, Brad, we both can't go in because that's weird. We can't just because. We we just can't follow him in because then are we if we one of us will strike up the conversation but we'll both join in and then it's like It'll oh creep cool him out so these bad. guys yeah, yeah, yeah. also like I can't just walk yeah. into a bathroom so Brad goes I I, I got this he salutes yeah. me he's like I know what to do he right. goes in Confident. by the way I had no idea what to do yeah <laughs> but he goes in but Confident. yeah so I I go in and I'm just like all right how do I make the first move what what, what, what do I do and uh, uh uh Pratt's over at one ur- urinal and then there's all these open urinals. And the only other one that's being used, this other dude is pissing at the dwarf urinal, the mini urinal. So, so I, that, that was your way in. That's my way in. So I so I stand right behind him and I, and, I, and I go, just your luck. You're using the midget urinal and then a midget shows up. <laughs> and, nice Pratt, and Pratt just looks back and just like the same thing. Just like, ah, we got contact. <laughs> 
Yeah. But yeah, but the, the, there's just that thing where you're all kind of like, all right, we're all doing this, and you're like, I, 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 I don't know what girls do. I don't know if you guys are they chatty talk to in each there. Other. They don't talk when they're in the stalls, or maybe they do actually. It's a whole other alternate universe it is, that we will never understand. And they also don't share bathroom stories. Do you ever really hear girls tell? Doesn't the ba- like you know maybe no. like a drunk girl throwing up occasionally? Yeah. You hear about that? No, it's a, it's way more private for them than it is for us. Like. Yeah. Well, hell, because we do it on the side of a building after a night of drinking. But I mean, if you walk into a bathroom and there's only, let's say, one other person in there. Yeah. Do you strike up conversation? But, like, you don't go to the urinal that's directly next to him. No. Always go the furthest away. You leave at least the one urinal buffer. Yeah. I'm also. Buffer slash splash zone. Dude, if the stall's open, I'll go stall, man. I just like standing next. You know why? Because I've had too I like much stall. I don't I've, mind stall at all. And I'll pee in the yeah. stall. But guess what? And I'll put the fucking seat up. Okay. I don't want to hear any sort of backlash. Oh, you pee on the seat. One time I got off the plane. I'm and- 50-50. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Sometimes I'll foot it. I'll try and foot it up. Yeah. I'll try and punt it up For there. For sure. Don't, yeah. You don't want to be touching those Some, seats. It depends yeah, exactly. what it looks like. Dude, yeah. I walked in one time uh, when I got off the plane in Seattle and go straight to the airport and packed bathroom. So I go to the stall, not because... You know, like I just said, though, like usually I will go stall if it's open. Open seating. It was the only yeah. thing that was open. Yeah. All the urinals were taken. I go to the stall and a guy comes in literally and I feel and he, I hear him behind me and he goes, oh, you got to be kidding me, kidding me. And A, I'm just like, that voice sounds way too close to me. Why is there someone else in the stall? <laughs> I turn around, the door's open, the guy's staying there. I go, what the fuck, man? He goes, pissing in a shitter. He goes, you got to be kidding me. I go, wow. what are you, the fucking pee-pee police? Like, I didn't what realize you? that was a rule. Dude, yeah. exactly. So he goes, pissing on the seat. He goes, fuck you, man. He goes, dude, he's like, I, now you're going to pee all over the seat. and fucking." I go, dude, the seat is up. And fucking, what are you even doing in here right now? And what do you think the guy before me did in here, motherfucker? Yeah, Stupid. Yeah. So he's in there. I think he was respectful. <laughs> dude, I'm like, get out of here, man. I'm like, seats up, fucking whatever. He's like, you're peeing. He's like, pissing in a shitter. And just kept shaking his head. I was like, are you the bathroom police, man? This is fucked up. So I walk out. And then uh, as I'm walking out, he was walking out too. And I always, you know, he had gotten me riled up just immediately. So I was like, I got to say one more thing. So we're walking out. And he goes, pissing in a shitter. And I was like, fuck you, man. And he goes, fuck you, dude. What a great walking argument. Out. By yeah. the way, we're saying this as we're walking out of a bathroom. And I'm just like, that had to be so confusing for anybody at that airport. Yeah. Nobody ever walks out of a bathroom, by the way, in exchanging dialogue at all. Like, unless yeah. you're, even if you're friends, you don't walk out with your buddy being like, like there's, you're there's, continuing the, a conversation. There's like a three foot, all right, now we're out of the realm of the bathroom. Okay, let's go back to the conversation. Yeah, so two guys walking out going, fuck you, no, <laughs> fuck you. You're like, what the hell happened yeah, in there? What happened in there? Dude, yeah. This is a story of love gone wrong. Well, I can only imagine somebody was like, oh, he must have been pissing in a shitter. Like somebody <laughs> somebody knew. Uh, I've, I've done the thing where... Because when I sit down uh, uh, to take a shit, yeah. uh, my legs don't go below the door, so no one knows I'm in there. Oh, God. So, this has uh, caused many problems. Yes. So I've gotten... So I've hopped out uh, of a bathroom and like I opened the stall and there was literally a guy who was like scared out of his mind because he's like, ah, I thought it was by myself. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not like... I'm not a ghost coming in to be like, I'm here to warn you about your future. Yeah, but there's only I'm the ghost of urinals. You might want present. to wipe one more time. <laughs> so funny. You should start doing that, man. Or just start playing. If you hear people get in, like just start playing like certain songs on your phone. <laughs> if you leave me now, something. I if you if I'm Waterfalls. in the bathroom, if I'm at a urinal alone. And if someone comes and comes in and stand and goes to the urinal right next to me, mm-hmm. I just make it known that it's wrong. Yeah, oh, what? I subtly. Do you give him like, like a come on? I just go like this motherfucker <laughs> under my breath. Like I'm not looking at him, going like you motherfucker. I just go. No. 
this motherfucker. And I just start whistling. Yeah. <laughs> I just try to. It's, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it, 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 it is amazing that all, there's all these codes and like all these rules. And for some people, it obviously changes. For some people, uh, apparently, even if your bladder is about to explode, you never you never piss in a shitter. Who knew? I had no idea. <laughs> I want to know what is the the etiquette at um and not just using the Golden Globes to get into this uh, conversation, but like. Being in the business now for a while, and you've been to a lot of like you know high profile functions, parties, and all that shit. How do you conduct yourself? And have you gotten to a point to where have you had a night where you were maybe plastered to where people go? Because I would think that you want to be on your best behavior most of the time because you don't want to seem whatever. But I also feel stupid like, totally. But I also feel like that community is like like if Johnny Depp's fucked up all the time, people are like. Doesn't matter, man, because look what he does. Right. Also, he's so mm. cool right. that you want to be around he's drunk Johnny Depp. Built up enough. Totally. Even if yeah. he was kind of an asshole, you'd be like, that's just Depp being Depp, you know? <laughs> but I would want to think that you're more cautious of, or have you done it once, and then now you're like, oh, people know what Ferrara does. The first time, <laughs> the first one, it was the sort of thing like, yo, I might not get back here, so I'm going to yeah. enjoy myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely got way too drunk. Um, the bummer about it also was the booze is free, so it's, it's all hard. Yeah, yeah, and and there's great parties afterwards, and and again, I was 24 years old. Prime time to do it. Uh, the bummer was we we were just getting ready to start season two, so yeah. we got nominated for season one. So we had work on Monday, oh, wow. and being it because like you know we we literally had like a 5:30 a.m. call time, and I'll never forget. I definitely was way too drunk the first one, but like I do remember at some points where like I ordered another drink and put I distinctly remember putting it down and just sliding it back, being like, I'm not gonna know I have control at all Mm -hmm. if I drink that. So I did at times pace myself. All I know is I ended up getting home and getting in bed and putting my head on the pillow and ten minutes later the alarm clock went off for work. And The four of us in that hair and makeup trailer at six in the morning, the day after the Golden Globe. I think I threw up. I think I walked into the hair and makeup trailer like I got. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And um, again, nothing too crazy happened. But it just it we definitely at least for me. I don't want to speak for the other guys, but it felt like this might be the only time. And for a lot of us, I mean, I don't know if anyone else was at the Golden Globes before that. I certainly wasn't. So it was all brand new. It, it just right. was. It's it like it's like when you see Bieber, you know, um, you know, buying a monkey or smoking weed on a plane. It's like, dude, you're young. You're exposed to all that glitz and glamour. Don't tell me you know what you would have did. Yeah. Like, well, like, when you were 19. Yeah. Like, we're all talking about what we would do if we had won the Powerball. I spent it all on G.I. Joe's when I was 19. <laughs> I could add a $28 million G.I. Joe collection <laughs> for all I know. And every time you uh, open the door to your house, it was like, <laughs> welcome home, Jerry, the real American. <laughs> Go, Joe. <laughs> For for that for that amount of money, you could have like Sergeant Slaughter probably needs the money, you know. Like you could have hired him to just stand 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 at your door, and be like, "Good morning, maggot." That would be awesome, right? That that'd be that'd be one of those. What would you do with the Powerball money? Like, obviously, I would have Sergeant Slaughter wake me up every day. Easily, that's a great yeah. question. What would you have done with the Powerball money? One point three. Did you buy a ticket first of all? I did. So did I. And you yeah. know what's crazy? I was actually disappointed <laughs> that I didn't I win. I know. That's how cra- how Do great you- this Powerball was. That motherfuckers were disappointed that they didn't win. Right. Yeah. Like the odds are astronomical, and they're like, "Well, what the f- I thought I had it." Like, like guys are putting uh, down payments on on Rolls Royce Phantoms. Like, well, obviously I'm gonna win. You have a better chance way. of like dying, coming back to life, and then dying <laughs> right again, again right away. How much would the internet? have exploded if you had won the Powerball and it's announced 
that Jerry Ferrara won- wins the Powerball. But, but see, I think there would have been expectations because I feel like people think I got money and they don't yeah. know what I. And by the way, whether I do or do not, if I win the Powerball, you don't, I don't have Powerball yeah, money. So anything right. I do, I can't. You can't. I would obviously. I and I'm not saying this to be like politically correct i definitely would find the charity i like and care about the most yeah. and take care of them right first let's yep. just get yep. this out of the way yep. right now yep. good, good karma take care of you right yep. away mm-hmm. um i would spend i would probably get season tickets to every team in the nba great idea Ooh, and you just travel courts just like where do you want to go to you want to go i'm gonna yeah. have a plane obviously so like where do you want to go to denver oh the warriors God, are playing that's oh, the greatest idea yeah. is it not yeah you get uh, a jet card and you get season tickets to every game how, for the for the now for the donating the charity thing how much money do you have to donate to that aspca for them to stop running those commercials <laughs> of the damn dogs with one ear i think it's you so just, hard to watch it's oh it's heartbreaking i think you save all those animals you just save all of them. Yeah. You just buy a, a, a you buy a barn in a field out somewhere, and then like okay, yeah. And now you create you a lot of jobs. Yeah. And you pay a lot of the people to uh, oh take care God. of those animals. I would hit my brother off with probably like well, how much a one point three billion? Yeah. So, yeah. so you walk like, away with like seven hundred after dude, taxes. You walk away with a lot. Yeah. Seven eight hundred. Yeah. yeah. I probably give my brother twenty and just mm-hmm. be like, don't fucking bother me <laughs> about money. <laughs> Like don't I, here just let's, pay him to again, shut up. Let's yeah. get it out of the way early. Yeah. Here, bro, go buy shiny yeah. things that right. you want. I don't pull a Michael Jackson. But, just but pay you him to can go never away. ask me for money sit. ever again. You don't have you to have feel a- weird. Like oh, I want this new Lambo Powerball, yeah. bro. You want to yeah. hook me? Here's twenty. Do your thing. You know what That's the odds you. were? One in two hundred ninety-two million. <laughs> you literally had a better chance of Bo Jackson and Shaq showing up to your house at like seven a.m with a shuffleboard table and saying, hey, can you help us put this together? <laughs> this is true. and uh, Which I would try to make that happen if I won Powerball. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. I got a question for you. Do you like taking pictures? Of course you do. Do you like making memories? Of course you do. Have you always wanted to start your own business, okay, but you just are like, I don't have the money to do it. Well, okay, I got fantastic news. Now you can, okay, you can own your own business that has proven to be a phenomenal success all over this beautiful country of ours, all right, with very little upfront investment, all right? Some businesses, you got to throw a lot up front to get it going, not this business. And the business I'm talking about is Selfie Station. I'm sure you've heard of it, okay? It's one of the coolest fucking companies. Uh, I've seen it personally at a bunch of parties, events, uh, went to one of my friend's uh, brother's bar mitzvah and he had that shit set up and the Jews were fucking goo goo gaga over it alright Selfie Station is a portable touchscreen photo booth that people and businesses book for all sorts of like corporate functions they use it for trade shows proms promotional events parties like I said bar mitzvahs uh, and, and so many more things Selfie Station basically it captures the memories that you want to last your entire life and as soon as you capture them okay they can be emailed, uh, texted, printed right there, personalized, and even uploaded right to social media. Social media, social, social media. You won't believe, okay, how many people will pay you to make your business, Selfie Station, the life of their party, man. It's the easiest income you'll ever earn, and it pays for itself in no time, okay? So start your own business right now, and let Selfie Station be the picture taker, icebreaker, and your money maker. 
Look, if you want to get a small business going, but you don't have a lot of time and you don't want a lot of risk, this is the opportunity for you, okay? Because the selfie station is super easy to use and super easy to set up, okay? Which is means you're going to become a profitable business very quickly if you use the selfie station because you bring the station to the event. It's touchscreen, all right, which is super easy. And once the photos are taken, you can print high-res photos on the spot or... You can post those photos directly, immediately to social media or email them. So, I mean, you know, how many times have you been to a party and you're just like, you take some dope photo and you're like, okay, well, that's on the camera. That's on Greg's super nice camera. So when we get home, we'll upload that to Facebook. And yeah, I know I'll tag you in it, Gracie. And then the girl walks away and goes, I'm not going to tag that bitch. I hate her. I don't know who invited her. So you get these photos right on the spot, which is the best. Uh, it's a great way to make extra cash or find a new line of work, okay? Well, a lot of us are going through these times in our lives where we're like, what do I want to do? I don't know if I want to do it. Dude, when I left Wolverine at Universal Studios Hollywood, I got fired. Thanks for bringing it up. Even I was a little in limbo. Like, what? I'm looking for some new opportunities, you know, before our stand-up really takes, takes off for me. Uh, had I known about Selfie Station, maybe I would have gotten involved. But guess what? You don't have to wait. You can get involved right now. And as a special introductory offer, okay, if you sign up and get this business going right now, you're going to get $500 off the professional package. $500 off, man. All right, all you got to do is go to SelfieStationPodcast.com, type in ALN, okay, which means about last night, type in ALN so we can get some credit for it, all right? That's SelfieStationPodcast.com. SelfieStationPodcast.com promo code ALN and start being the fucking party starter that people always thought you were but you just didn't have the money to do it. Alright? Do it. Do it! And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night Podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. You start looking at what some of these like crazy Kickstarter ideas are and you kind of <laughs> use those to get your own kick, to kickstart your own crazy ideas and you call it like fuck you money campaign. Fuck you starter. Dot, fuck you starter. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, you literally start putting it online. You go, look, I'm not raising money for this. I'm just putting it out there and I need you guys to pass the link around basically saying, hey, I will pay this much money to Bo and Shaq to show up. <laughs> and eventually they'll find out about it. Somebody tweets it to them. Yeah, it's I, known that you won the Powerball. I would probably give my mom like a $25 million film fund. She has some movie ideas she wants to make. Like what? So and I are they like, good? No. <laughs> but I would finance all my mom's movies. <laughs> but, Here's another idea. I don't know if they ever get released, but I would finance. Here's what? another idea for one of my movies. Yeah. You get a part in another movie. <laughs> By the way, that's what it'd be. Here's a story about when they cast my son to be Han Solo. Wow. It was, it, it's, hey, they're looking for young Han Solo, yeah, Jerry. Dude. I, I'm in the mix. And they want him to be East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> they say Han did spend time in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. <laughs> they want him to have kind of an anger problem Who is with the, in the urinal. Mix? There's guys in the mix. Yeah, right? it's a Miles, short list. Miles Teller, I think. Yeah, Miles Teller. Okay. And then uh, Dave Franco is on the list. Wow. Dave uh, Franco. Yeah, not yeah, not James, Dave. Uh and then oh uh Scott Eastwood. Scott I go Scott Eastwood, no yeah. offense to Miles Teller, but uh yeah. Scott I just had the chance to work with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. What? And tell us everything. I wish I was an Eastwood. Right? Yeah. What was the project? Uh it's called I think they're calling it Captain Sully. It's basically about Oh uh, about Sully Sully oh, Merger. Sully, yes. We were Sully, dude, landed the plane in yeah, the Hudson River and did not lose one soul. Are you Tom one of the Hanks is playing Sully? Shut up. Oh yes. my god. Good for uh, you, dude. I am playing uh Officer Mike Delaney, who uh is a scuba cop. Mm -hmm. And I was probably slightly miscast because I have zero experience. I mean I can swim. You yeah. scuba'd. 
scuba. It's not even like scuba. Like these are the guys who jump out of helicopters to save to people. save lives. It's like the- dude, you did that. Sort of. I mean, the through the, man the magic it. of movies, <laughs> I did not jump out of the helicopter. But um, I guess I can't give out sure. too much detail. But I did do some water. Wait, wait you mean actors don't do everything? You mean Kirsten Dunst didn't actually play tennis in Wimbledon? <laughs> mean backhand, though. Yeah, she does. Vicious. Well, that's a known thing. Um, Dude, like, that's what Johnny Depp and Sheen were talking about the Golden Globes. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. You know, Kirsten Dunst has an amazing forehand. Her second serve has so much spin. So much on backspin. It. it makes me jealous. <laughs> dude, like how psyched were you when you got that that's part? amazing dude it, it, it's it was obviously a great feeling i had auditioned for him four times i think at this point like i read for american sniper all small stuff i read for jersey boys to play mm-hmm. young joe pesci oh my god Just joe pesci to help yeah the jersey boys and all that yeah. uh does he my third or fourth time you know does it get easier to sit across he's from him? Ne- no he's never in the room okay, okay. i i i, I at least he's never been for me. For what, I, what I've heard, again, there's so much legend and folklore about him. You don't know what's true or what's mm-hmm. false. Um, I will I will say one story. When we did do, we did this cool steady cam shot and he stands there and he's like watching the monitors and like doesn't really call. I kind of just goes like, when you're ready, like go. And we did the first take and then he came back to him and he's kind of like, eh. you know, let's do one more to disprove the theory that I only do one take. <laughs> <laughs> which is so cool he's like kind of poking fun yeah, at the yeah. joke so, or whatever and yeah. um i mean it's just amazing at his age that he's still at the highest level and directing and killing it just and awesome. all there and all this a complete professional on set beyond now is there any point where you flub a line do a, do something wrong and he and Clint Eastwood says something negative to you and you're in, and you're like oh god he is an actor's director like uh yeah Obviously, you you stick to the script, but like he's not necessarily precious on exactly how what like he he likes the kind of happy mm-hmm. accident that happens. But mm-hmm. uh, I know I was ready. Like my goal was like don't fuck up and get fired. Don't yeah. be don't like don't. I, I was over prepared, and my part's not that big. I didn't have to go research for four weeks, but right. It, I I was ready for that. I wanted. I was early. I was the last first person in, last man to leave. There you go, buddy. For my five days or whatever I worked. Hey, uh, any any uh, Tom Hanks stories? Did you get to work with? Him I, at all I unfortunately set? I only like cross paths with him uh, one once, and um, you'll see him you know. at the premiere. Right. Yes. My mom's very excited for that one. <laughs> Come on, dude. She wanted to make the movie, but she couldn't get financing. <laughs> Because you didn't win the Powerball, Jerry. <laughs> you know, could have been my mom directing Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Jerry's I'm, worst nightmare. <laughs> I'm sure your mom and my mom are similar at the way. Absolutely. Like, I took my mom to the heat premiere and walked on the carpet, and she kept uh, uh, chastising me for not standing closer to Sandra Bullock because she's like, if you stand behind her, this is on the carpet. I'm like, Mom, enough. <laughs> like, literally, there's probably footage of me in the bed. Like, you know, she's like, go stand behind her because then they'll be like, well, who's that? And then they'll come talk to you because they'll be like, who's standing behind Sandra Bullock? I'm like, how close should I get? She's right. Like, get up right, right up, right up behind her. Like right up behind. <laughs> Smell her hair. She wanted me to what? just hover and photobomb an Entertainment Tonight interview and just kind of like look in the camera, Jim Carrey and Living Color style, and just kind of you know, um, <laughs> like Mr. Roper when you would break the wall and Three's Company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stare. That is the best part. That's the best moment in a sitcom ever. It really is to me. Uh, yeah. Be- best moment in a sitcom ab- about a guy who's constantly having a threesome. But who the fuck could have thought to do that? Like you're the only person. Yeah. On this whole entire show, yeah, 
who gets to look in the camera no, he probably and smile at the audience at home. I feel like he did it on his own and they said, fuck it. But that's what I'm saying. It worked. It did. Yeah. To me, that's like one of the things I remember. You tell a good joke and he'd look into the camera and just smile. <laughs> it's, it's that's such a brilliant. baller move, by oh the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's basically being like, you like that, didn't you? You like that, you like that sitcom There's more to come. Joke, yeah? Stick, around Stick around after the break. <laughs> you should have just finished it. great, man. Yeah, that's so classic. Uh, and then, and then in, in addition to this movie, you also completed uh, season two of Power. Yeah, dude. Uh, season, yeah, actually, season three. Oh, season oh, three. And we're still, I think I have two more episodes left. I go to New York in a couple of weeks. There and, you go. Uh, you play attorney Joe Proctor. Yes, criminal uh, defense attorney Joe Proctor. Um, Stars is uh, <clears throat> coming. They're fucking, they're bringing it, dude. They are killing They had a couple of Golden Globe yep. nominations. Yeah. And uh, they're, Power, I know for a fact, because I actually saw numbers. I don't really fully understand the numbers, but the numbers are really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're being run by Chris Albrecht, who ran HBO. Yeah, and, dude. you know, is the reason, the main reason why we saw The Sopranos and Sex in the City and Entourage. Chris Albrecht cast me. I mean, Doug Ellen no cast shit. me. But Chris Albrecht was in the room at the network test and. He's the boss. He's the guy who goes, okay, that guy's fine. He's good. Does that help for sure to then you, I mean, maybe not the reason you got on this, but like if he's having some say. I guess, man. You know what? I, I'm sure it didn't hurt. Yeah. Um, but I will say the showrunner, Courtney Kemp Agbo, who uh, we had met about possibly doing something on the show and then the Entourage movie happened, didn't work out. But she literally said to me, like, I know there's more to you than this turtle shit, and uh, I would like to, like, experiment and, like, really fuck with people and show them what you could do. Hell yeah. I'm going to come back for you, is what she said. And I went, okay. And I've heard that many times about, like, people who want to use me in this and use me in that, and you don't ever hear it back. And sure enough, one year later, she's like, I'm writing this part. It's for a criminal defense attorney. She mapped out, like, two, three years of story of where she sees it going, which was, like... I can't believe you're this far ahead of the curve. That's crazy. And that's so great. And I, and that and that's going to give you so much confidence then to come in and be like, "Oh, I'm coming into a professional like production. Like this is these, these aren't people that are just flying by to see their pants like, I don't know what should he do? Uh, should he do a line, another line of coke? I, I, no. I, I have no idea." And the, I was a fan of the show too. I watched the whole first season and the yeah. cast is so good. Omari Hardwick, fantastic. Kills it. Fantastic. Uh, the whole ca- Joe Sakura, they're all great. And and 50 Cent produces it. 50 Cent, and he's in it, and he kills it in it. He play, he's he's so good in it, and um, it's the sort of show, it has that thing that The Sopranos had where at any moment, anyone can get killed. Yeah. Like, you, the, and, and they literally have the power of the pen at any moment to be like, gone. Right. And, like, it's kind of a die joke. on that show. Yeah. Religiously. Oh, man. So, yeah. So Big the, characters. Um, <laughs> and, then, like, and, uh, for me personally, anything drugs. Like, a- anything, whether it be a Narcos type thing, uh, yeah. whether it be a the, Breaking uh, Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad, I'm in. I, like, I'm into any the Golden like, Girls. Drug, uh, oh, man. <laughs> they were all fucked up. Oh, they were all. Nobody meth. says it, but. So much meth. Well, yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> Where Breaking Bad spawned from, <laughs> but so that so Omari owns a nightclub in New York, right? And then, yes. but he's tied into the drug ring. Yeah, he owns the nightclub through you know years of of a high level drug network mm-hmm. where him and uh, Tommy, played by Joe Sakura, uh, just ran. And basically, it seems like he's laundering the money there. But he, Ghost is who Omari plays. Yeah. Like he wants to go legit. They've made enough money at this point. And it's actually Tommy, the Tommy character, who's about that life and is like, we're never going legit. So it's always that constant push and pull. 
And honestly, never in my, I can't even say short career anymore now because it's officially a long, I've been doing this a long time. Obviously, I felt respected on Entourage, but I was such a kid when it started and it was such an ensemble. Yep. And Doug and I are such good friends. Like, I know, I, I knew he was obviously going to write for me and treat that character with care, but Courtney is, is hell bent on, on like, testing me for some reason she wants to do the opposite of what people are going to expect from me and they went after me to bring me back for season three and season four i'm going back like they came after me i've never really been sought after like that but but that's got to be so cool for you yeah Yeah, and especially coming off a part like turtle where I'm sure it, it it was in your mind like oh man I hope I don't get pigeonholed as like of course just the buddy of everyone like everyone's friend so to have someone go like no 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 I know what you're capable of and I'm gonna challenge you and then to once you answer that call for them to come back to you again you're like oh wait I might be doing something right here like I I I've been very fortunate and I have been respected by the people who loved Entourage and, mm-hmm. and I, I like to think I have a pretty good reputation. I'm not a dick. I try to yeah. treat people how they treat me. <laughs> but this really was the first time. I mean, a little bit with Think Like a Man, but like this time particularly, just like she was just hell bent on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt like this debt of gratitude. I've just never really experienced, I've never been chased yeah. like that. Felt good. Not going to lie. Are there, <laughs> um, are there the, the same way we talked about last time you were here about, um, you know, becoming friends with like athletes through entourage because they were either on the show or fans of the show and you got to meet them and whatever because obviously we're all huge sports guys and i know um you know we really just want to be athletes that's it yes Mm -hmm. so i mean are there are you finding there's fans of power that are athletes (laughs) that are like it like is there's right for some reason i have been blessed being a sports fan and then working on entourage all those years having all those sports cameos and athletes loving entourage and i go right into power and it timed out during this time i played at a usa basketball fantasy camp this past summer what which is amazing i did a whole podcast on it it's unbelievable is that like i saw you post a picture about it but i was coached by calipari was my coach holy shit you literally go to this camp in vegas and um you you play like in a scrimmage all the coaches like mike fratello they they watch they rate you they go in a private room and draft you, no and then you get assigned shit. your team. You get a practice and then you're playing a game at Thomas and Mac the next hour. Who else is in this fantasy camp? That's the, it's it's businessmen. It's very it's an expensive thing that's all yeah. tied to the USA men's basketball. So there wasn't it wasn't an actor thing. I was the only actor, the only other person I guess of like notoriety you'd say that you know is Kyrie Irving's dad was playing and Kimball. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, Kimball. No, nobody's. In this fantasy thing, to actually like, no one has aspirations. No one's like, you drafted me, so I'll fucking see a training camp. So <laughs> yeah. when, what do you mean a tra- like for real? Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, it, you- yeah. No one's like, so when if Carmelo tweaks an ankle, I'm ready no. to go. <laughs> I wondered why I hadn't been invited to this before because it's known how much I love basketball. You have to be 35 to be eligible. Okay. So okay. no one has those delusions <laughs> of like maybe I could get hot and make yeah, a yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. My two big episodes of Power coincided with this. I took Nick Thomas came nice, with me. Nice. They let me bring a friend. I took Nick Thomas, Holy and his team shit. actually won the championship. Oh, so he played in it too. They do a three-game regular season, and mm-hmm. then the playoffs start. So they seed you based on your record. Calipari's team, us, we went three and zero. We had two beasts who played college basketball. <sighs> And got bounced out in the first round. Wow. Nick's team was like 
0-3, Miss Mosh of a team, like the Bad News Bears, and they came together. Oh. And when, one day they will make a movie about that team. For real, it'll be a thirty for thirty. And that last day is done. It's the last turn is done. The the last day. So like, I left and I booked my plane ticket and went right home. So oh, Nick wow. is playing, and if you win, you stay. So he ended up flying out of Vegas like eight o'clock with a trophy. <laughs> I lost at nine a.m. I'm like, fuck this, bro. I'm leaving. <laughs> anyway, Typical Vegas mentality though. You yeah. lose, you're out. And what? Did, I mean, I thought I was like, fuck. I'm like, ask Bree. I asked my girl. I'm like, do you mind if I go? I'm like. Babe, I'm going to Vegas to play basketball. If there's ever a time to not care, and she's not that type anyway. Right. But um, mm-hmm. the point was, also, it's USA Basketball. It's it's during that week. Like, you remember when Paul George tragically... Oh, oh yeah, dude. dude. That's like, like the week he did it. Not Meaning, I played this past season, but the year before is when he broke his leg. It's right, that yeah. normal week where they come out, they do like an exhibition. All the players have to show up if you want to be a part of it. It's like mandatory. Mm-hmm. So... You also get to watch practice, and it was a very light practice, but on one court, I watched this weird one-on-one game with the coaches and the players where the coaches guard the players, and the players cannot shoot in the paint. So they could like post up anything, but all has to be outside the paint, because the coaches, like Monty Williams was playing D. Mm -hmm. And on one court, I literally was watching one team, which was Durant, Westbrook, Mello, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, and I forget who else. On the other side, it was Steph, LeBron, uh, Paul, it wasn't Paul George. Um, Cycling. This is insane. <laughs> right, Cycling. Divots. So, <laughs> USA basketball. I mean, teaching the fine art of flopping will be Vladi Divot. He also has a GPS now. Did you know that? You can get the Vladi GPS. I've done Please it. tell me you guys know about it. I, I know about what? it. Turn, yes. r- turn right. Hey, Vla- hey nice, Are you serious? Nice yes. turn. Hey Jerry, nice turn. You're lying. I'm um, no. I've I know about this too. There's that that was the most because like at one point Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> was the way was the ways voice and I was like okay that makes sense. But yeah, there's a Vlade Divac GPS system. That's take, not take, a joke. Take a left at the spud nuts. Nice, <laughs> good pivot. Yeah, three point turn, three point shot. I pro- I promise you, Jerry, we you are scored not on that merge. Yeah, I think I have to get this. Yes, Dude, <laughs> you have best. to. It's a must. It's a necessity. Yeah, to- totally. It'll why drive. He's like smoke in the locker room. I heard. <laughs> Come on, dude. Are you kidding me? He probably. I don't know why he didn't smoke during the game. He just looks like a guy that should light up, like literally during timeouts. <laughs> See, he is the reason why. And I block Larry Johnson. I love, light a cigarette. <laughs> I love Pau Gasol's game. Yeah, mm-hmm. true big man. True, like one of the great European players to ever Athletic come here and play. Man. Should be a Hall of Famer. But the, he, I can't watch him play anymore. Why's that? Because it, it's the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen, and a few other players do it, but he does it to an extreme level. No matter if you legitimately foul him or mm-hmm. you're four feet away from him, mm-hmm. he yells, at, screams at the top of his lungs like you just kicked him in the dick. Oh. Like he makes a move, looks at the ref, is like, ah! They do, no one touched you. Every play. You know what it's like to watch a game live of a right. guy... Of a, Screaming on every single possession that he just got murdered. Why do you uh, think they're so he's trying to draw a foul? Yeah, but like, why do you think the players are that? Like, literally, there's not. I I don't think in my thirty years of watching NBA basketball, I feel like I was watching when I was three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Xavier McDaniel. Yeah, for sure. sure. I can yeah. tell by your frame. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen a player have a foul call on them and go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes they'll raise their hand. You know, right? Like, like I me. got him. I but got dude, him. That's like. 3% of the time. Yeah. I mean, it's usually always, I can't believe, 
And, and maybe it's just because you... I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I've never fouled anybody. One time, actually. No, one time I fouled somebody. Yeah, but you're also super crafty when you go to the hole, so I feel like you complaining about the foul is a lot more legitimate than... But see, I'm little, so like a little contact... Goes which a long throws way. me, and yeah. you don't even think you hit me. No, but I, it definitely affected me. So I'm always getting into that argument and fighting with people and offering them their mouth, my mouthpiece, because I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> so you should put this in. I did that. I took my own mouth guard and I said, "You need to put this in and square the fuck up." Um, yeah. How's How's your boy who uh, shoved me to the ground? <laughs> Luke, Luke's great. Yeah. Is he still in the game? <laughs> He's still the Adam. If you own, I swear I gotta, to you, though, it sucks that I haven't come back. And enough time has gone by to where I legitimately like, oh, there's been discussions with the group, and they're like, you're that guy that Luke shoved down. He might have played hard. He might have been. He might have jailed great with the team, which I did. Because I'm an unselfish player. If, if I know how to play back, the game. If you come back, you have to come back with a T-shirt. With Luke's face on it. Well, that if that I, goes without saying. If I were to, um, Bree, my girl knows yeah. Luke. Shout she met Luke. She's she knows. She knew. I. She knew Luke before she knew me. Gotcha. If and I did tell her the story. Yeah. And knowing Luke, so she was shocked. And if I tell you, that was the most out of character thing. Oh no shit. That I have ever. You ever? Did any one of your friends ever do something? If, no, I know Luke for ten years. Mm-hmm. So out of character, you kind of go like, "What the fuck? Do I really know you?" Yeah, like you're like what? What else are you hiding dude, from if me? I would have heard that story if I wasn't there, yeah. and someone from the game where you came to me was like, "Yo, what's up with your boy? He did this." I would have went, "Ha ha, very funny." So what did Bree what, say? Really? Was she like, she was like, "No way!" Like what? Adam is, must is, have said something. Yeah, I'm like, for sure. It wasn't even like no, dude. It, it just was a said snap. Said something out. with his defense. It was a snap out. <laughs> it was a total like I would have. It looked like someone. I was like, maybe he started taking steroids and had a roid rage. That's a hey, dude. The look I saw in his eyes, very it was the strong unexplainable. possibility. I've never. He's the most mild mannered. Like. I've just never seen So then it had to make not only Bree, but everyone else of the game be like, yo, what's going on with your boy Adam, Jared? No, like, everyone was saying, Luke. what's going on with Luke? Why? Okay. The, what the fuck yeah. is going on at home because that he did that? There was, uh, I was trash talking with another buddy of yours, but it was all, it it's was great. very competitive and fun-filled. But it's great. I was just, I mean, hey, dude, I play hard in the paint. And what was great, what I was enjoying was that Luke and I were having like a genuine physical battle. It was where a it was good like, matchup. Where it was like, banging. No, where once I went down low uh, and was guarding him because he was ripping it up. So I was like, I'm going to take him because like I just am good in the post on D. And and he start, you know, he, he would shove and like elbow. So then I would like, you know, dig in hard and it was going back and forth. And then he started, I could tell it started to bother him. Of how much I was really like right, trying to keep and, him up and yeah. keep him out and really you know and uh, and try because he was dominating for three games so nobody was putting any like check on him and now it was coming and it was you know it was so out of character but the matchup was good like if Marv Albert was making the call they'd be like oh Ray and Paris oh, they're, they're going at it it was a good yeah. it was a fun matchup to watch it, until Luke right. raged out it was Divat it was Divat check <laughs> and and I look great in that cheerleading outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I look solid, dude. I need to. That's next time I come, I should bring Brad. Dude, I, I'll I'll post up in the cheerleader outfit, or I'll show up with uh, with uh, four of my other dwarf buddies and be like, "Hey, we got next." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And just run shit. And just run shit. Run it. Oh man! Wait, but then it's just no. You should come with three, and then you're like, yeah. "Where's our fifth? And then we somehow get a hold of like I don't know, man, Steph Curry, or <laughs> LeBron walks LeBron. out. Whips off his his pants. Uh, I'll play. You guys mind if I play? Yeah. Yeah. We got next. Well, hey, I I mean, we were talking about, before we kind of got sidetracked, we were talking about the uh, 
athlete hookups that 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 you got, Mister Mister Jerry. So well, yeah, and the, I, I think to, you'll be able to do it to finish the Vegas thing. Yeah. yeah. All those players, like, so you're walking around the casinos and, like, literally you sit down and, like, Kawhi Leonard's playing blackjack and, like, all the, they're all, uh, T- Tobias Harris is, like, on the slot machine. Marv Not Albert's there. biting the stripper. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so my episode had just aired that week before and it was a big episode where I get the Tommy character off his charges. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people love a show and a character. I'm getting tweets like, you freed Tommy. You're my fucking favorite person <laughs> in the whole wide world. Thanks for getting him out of jail. Yes. I'm like, yeah, it's not a real world, but <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. And I have to say, I got so much love in Vegas instantaneously. Like the next day, I showed up and people were like, we saw you on power. The referee in the game was like, power's the shit. Dude, that's so dope. I've never seen it happen that quick. For you, me, anyway. Do you think you got calls in your favor because the ref loved your work? <laughs> you know, get, come on, I dude. I didn't get many calls. <laughs> really? And Calipari and I were not on the same page all the time. Yikes. Well, I mean, is he, uh, he's we, awesome. uh, we, we obviously know you, you know more about basketball than him, right? <laughs> Here's how I would describe Calipari. And yeah, what's why. that like? He didn't try to pay you off? <laughs> Imagine if Frank Sinatra yeah. coached basketball. Oh, my God. Really? That's how, like, charismatic... No that kid. dude, oh my God, I'm tough. Wow. The first five minutes I'm in the shoot-around, I feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around, and it's Coach Cal, and he's like, just so you know, I'm drafting you, and if anybody wants you, I'm going to make them pay extra. I'm like, what do you mean pay? Oh, you guys gamble? No, I'm just saying, they want you, they have to pay for you. Called me out right away. And like, he... It, it, isn't it amazing, though, when you meet a guy like that? He's awesome. Like, and, and you just go, oh yeah, I could totally see why guys want to play for you and why you recruit and why guys will go the extra mile. Like that, that's why I love watching hard knocks so yeah, much. That's great. Because, because when you see coaches and you see how they talk to their players, like I'll tell you right now, I, I don't know how Rex Ryan is with X's and O's, but I I would play for that dude if I could play football. I mean, we could start a midget league. I, I, I'd be down. I but, mean, come on, the NFL <laughs> money would be, uh, yeah, yeah. But like when he when when he's giving speeches and when he's talking to players, I'm like, hell yeah, I would totally play. Get you for fired you. up. I mean, yeah. that's the best moment back when he was still a heavier guy and he gives that impassioned speech <laughs> to the team. He's like, hey, you guys, now let's go get a fucking snack. <laughs> Best walk-off line ever. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> like, we gonna, we... about, your effort is pathetic. If you guys want to be 0-16, you're gone. You're well on your way. Everyone's going to be laughing at the Jets. They're going to be laughing at the great organization that is the New York Jets. I don't want that. You don't want that. Now let's go eat a fucking snack. And Classic like, <laughs> knock them down and build them back yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's get a granola bar. All right. Isn't it an out truck outside? Let's go get a fucking snack. <laughs> Do you think about? Uh, I think we all think about it. Like your, if you were a coach, your like halftime or end of the game speech. Like you see, oh, yeah. like I'm sure you just saw the video of Pete Carroll after the Vikings game. Just which, by the way, come on, man. I mean, did you talk to Russ at I all? I did not. I uh, I leave him alone during the playoffs. No Ooh, uh, playoff silence. I I, I, uh, I don't. I may have wished him good luck yeah. in the playoffs, sort of thing. But uh, the way he's been playing, he doesn't really need luck. He mm. is obviously lights out, dude. Right. The second half of the season is the MVP. He won't win it because of his first half yep. and what mm-hmm. Cam's done, yep. but he's been amazing this year. Um, you got a pick for uh, the Carolina Panthers, Seattle The Seattle Giants! What? <laughs> Go Giants! You just hired the offensive coordinator who... I don't even get me started on that. It's a whole other podcast. Wait, who who you guys hire? They're our offensive coordinator. We hired from within. Ben McAdoo. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, do I have luck. a Super Bowl pick? You're Good saying? Luck with yeah. All that. See, I I I feel like Arizona is the team to beat, but similar to last year with the Seahawks, sometimes I really do believe in the balls bouncing your way. <clears throat> the fact that they have new life, because honestly, they should be out, and you know it too. Yeah, dude. You know, every fan knows it. Uh, feel cold. I literally was, uh, Swartz and Nick Swartz was on the Oh place. my God, we talked. I texted him too. I yeah. said, I'm fine. Like, are you okay, dude? I'm worried. Dude, I texted him, what the fuck, when they just got that, uh, when after the pass interference call on, on Cam. Because then after that, I go, oh, dude, field goal city now, right? I'm literally watching. Swartz and I made this bet that was uh, kind of like we hadn't fully committed, but it was on the table where the loser of that game had to do the Silence of the Lambs, the um, tuck. The tuck. Yeah. In public. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm literally like watching the game. Sad <laughs> about great bet, by the way. Sad for the fact that my team is about to be, uh, you know, make an early exit. But also like, oh shit, like I'm about to have to the tuck, tuck rules yeah. in play. The tuck rules in play. There's a lot going through my head emotionally. Well done. And well I'm in, done. And I'm in I'll St. Louis doing stand up, and I'm at a bar with guys who, by the way, there's a lot of emotions running high. They're for, losing their team, dude. It was chaos. So I'm watching this TV, and then it, like, I literally close my eyes and open back up when everyone screams, and it was like crazy and then i immediately think of oh man i can't imagine what being on the receiving end of that's like but then i'm like oh yeah i can because it happened to me fucking last year <laughs> i feel like that it must inspire a team so much because to think you're just think it's like me when i got arrested imagine yep. if the cops would have opened the cuffs and said you know what go home kid yeah, yeah. second chance we're baby. gonna let you go oh, i would have yeah. fucking ran out of there singing and dancing and yeah, been dude. super happy so that's i feel like, like they're yeah. reinvigorated we have, do that's, we have a rebirth yeah, yeah. that's like the athlete equivalent of of you had a one night stand, the girl the girl is pregnant, and then she calls you nine months later. later nine months later, it's like the kid's Asian. Yeah, <laughs> woo! That's the equivalent of a missed field goal. Yeah, new I life. Do, I do have an important announcement to make. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen, motherfuckers. <laughs> when you are watching your favorite NFL team, yeah, line up right. to kick a game winning kick. Hmm. Do not film it or Snapchat it like, oh, we're about to win this game. Because oh, if God. I have to see one more Viking reaction of like a smiling Viking fan going, Blair Walsh for the what? Uh, <laughs> he fucking, there's, a, he there's fucking one of a guy it. slamming his cane down. Yeah. Throwing it I across. Saw that he one. fucking missed the 25. Like. Stop filming the the special moment when the yeah. Browns dude did it like four weeks ago from the game. Right, he put the camera on himself and the field goals going on right behind him live at the game and he missed. He's like he missed it. <laughs> yeah, and he starts. Uh, Tim, he missed it. My personal favorite uh, of of all the Viking reaction videos because I've watched a lot of them. I, lo- uh, I mean, I love them, but you're, you, it's the it's the new jinx. Yeah, you're being a jinx to your team. Uh, is the guy old dude in the in the recliner, and when he misses it, he literally just falls forward, <laughs> yeah. falls flat on his face, goes he, that fucking piece of shit, and then his dog. As, at the perfect tag, his dog walks over and then just starts licking his face. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Stop filming your team. Yeah, don't do that. Kicking the game winning field at the goal. Moment. You dumb dumbs. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like this reaction video, which I wanted to play earlier when we were talking about the Powerball. Uh, mm-hmm. Of the kid, have you guys seen it? The TV reporter asked the the kid on his first day of school. Oh, that guy's. Are you excited for pre kindergarten? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Are you gonna miss your mom? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't cry. Are you? <laughs> 
That I see. Andrew, are you excited for pre-kindergarten? Yeah, life, oh, life, okay. life just hits the this kid. kid. <laughs> He's smiling so big right now. Yeah. Ready? No. Nope. No. And he commits to that, and then he thinks about it. What did I just say? <laughs> oh God, dude, this video is as real it's as fantastic. life gets. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I think I watched it five times a day since it's been out. It's so <laughs> funny because. What he's crying about, because we've all been there, and and when a kid cries, it never makes you feel good. But you also go, uh, you're crying like it's not like he goes to school and then he doesn't get to see his mom again. It's right. like he's just sad because. He, but but when you're that age, that's like you don't know that, and that's like the most important thing for you. You spend every living moment with your parents. Yeah. Little and, does you know that, that won't be the the last time he cries because at some point his football team will miss a field goal, <laughs> and and then that. <laughs> Meanwhile, have you ever seen the Buffalo Bills thirty for thirty? I did. Dude, I watched and it. They cry. Yeah, but like they and they never forget it. And imagine some dick if if that, if that happens in this age now. Someone like doing that selfie video of yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. Norwood lining up. Like oh I'm God. worried what someone might do. Like stop filming these moments. Yeah, like, there's there's professionals filming these moments and right. Leave it alone. Blair Walsh probably feels pretty terrible right about now, oh. and he's a good kicker. It's just. Yeah, and, and what are the odds? And that that is why I love what you're saying. Like the ball just bounces your way. Like it does. I, I believe think in that. That there's a sign that like the football gods were like, dude, we we want the Seahawks. We want to give the Seahawks every opportunity to try to make a legitimate run at this. And if Beast Mode comes back, they're hey, the one team that like if you were gonna give a second chance to anyone, don't give it to those motherfuckers because no. they'll <laughs> actually bank on it. Yeah. They'll they'll make something happen with it. Like, yeah. I, I, well, now it's gonna be 50 degrees warmer in Carolina. We're playing a team that's that's <laughs> lost their secondary. Uh, they've got some serious, you know, I don't know. They, it's gonna be they a still great. Got Newman, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They still got the guy that gotten Peanut oh, no. Tillman's out yeah. though. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm I'm excited for these games. They're good. Jerry, I need a Super Bowl pick from you. <clears throat> uh, well, you know, when for, for Super Bowl picks, you know you come to me. <laughs> I don't want to say this. Okay. But I have a feeling there's a rematch on the horizon. <sighs> I really Wait, do. I, I Hawks want Bronx it. or Hawks Pats? A, a direct rematch from last year. Oh, wow, dude. Wow. I don't, I don't want yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's not that I'm not rooting for the Seahawks, the Patriots. I just would like some new blood. I do think Arizona is the best team in the NFC. I've said that for a long time, but I really do fear that new life. Now you could say, yeah. oh, the, Se- the Seahawks have problems. They should have lost to the Vikings. Yeah, but they didn't. Right. And, and now, now they, the they got momentum, and now they got newfound life, and they might get one of the best playoff running backs back into the lineup. And if he's... Who's probably still a little pissed from last Super Bowl. Yeah, so pissed, dude. By the way, you proved your point. We know they should have handed you the ball. Don't sit out any more games. I know. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> right. if he's doing that, like, try and win without me. Like, right. come back, please. Right, he might have done that. Uh, uh, yeah. Norman works on the Dan Patrick show. You know Dan, right? Uh, Friend of the show. Yeah. Friend mm-hmm. of the show. Uh... Norm, what is Dan? Is he has he made a pick? He has not made a pick. Yet. Dan right. has not made a pick. <laughs> uh, uh, while we're talking sports, I yeah. I, I did want to uh, touch on one thing that because the last time you were on the podcast, the the Entourage movie came out. It was great. We both loved it. Uh, but then now with all that's happened with Ronda Rousey, like your big storyline in the movie was with Ronda. Do you do you guys? Like still keep in touch. Are you like cool with her? Like, and then what do you think about everything that she's gone through recently? Um, still very cool with her. Like we we definitely. She uh, seemed like the coolest person in the world to hang out with. And she she 
absolutely is. Like, awesome. I, it was just weird how that whole thing with that story time, that was one of the last things that Doug kind of put in, and mm-hmm. we didn't really know. At, first, at one point, it was like written for Rihanna, which mm. wouldn't have worked, and and she obviously yeah. wasn't didn't do it and wasn't yeah. going to ever do it. Right. <clears throat> um, I have stayed close with Rhonda, and and it's it's a weird thing to like watch a fight with a person that you've actually now spent time with. Yeah. Like I told, I felt like Adrian from Rocky. Wow. Like watching kind a fight with like a person that you know. It's like yeah. like person you, you want her about. to win, yeah. but also you don't want her to get hurt because now there's not just like oh there's some fighter getting punched in the face. It's your it, it, it it's your pal. It's your friend. Um, I used to, I, I, start, I texted her always after every fight. And mm-hmm. obviously when she lost, I, I, I didn't even bother only for the sense of like, I'm sure, sure the last thing she needs is like a text from me saying like, Hey, like keep your head up. Right. Gonna, yeah. Um, so I've left her alone. We've since texted and but I, I just think she's going to be back better than ever. I think, um, you know, a loss in the UFC and which is what, what makes UFC so good and why it's kind of slowly taking boxing out. Whereas boxers duck each other. Yeah. If you're undefeated and I'm undefeated, like, well, we don't want to get, no one wants to get that loss. Right. So they not just duck saying, each other for 10 years. Not saying anyone specific, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. You and others. And Are others. you calling out Floyd? I'll call out Floyd. <laughs> right here on the About Last right Night Right here podcast. on the About Last Night Podcast. I'll use your nuts as a speed bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's great about MMA and UFC is a loss, as long as you fought hard, is a badge of honor. And yeah. one thing you cannot say about Ronda, even in that defeat, was that she wasn't trying to win or didn't train right hard and, and she went and she went toe to toe with someone that is a better striker and she still I tried think she and, got caught early yeah. yeah and I don't think she fully recovered I think she got hit like 30 seconds into the fight with a mm-hmm. straight left that rocked her and she was probably pretty close to out of it and it just didn't get her legs but Foot I, to the face dude well yeah I just don't doubt for one second if she wants to come back mm-hmm. and continue to fight and be champ again, she will be. Yeah. It's all a question of if she wants to. When that girl wants to do something, yeah, I would bet every last dollar I had on the fact that she's going to do it. She seems she seemed like she's got that athlete mentality that you yeah. see in like a Jordan or the great athlete. The, yeah, the, the great athlete mentality where it's like, oh no, they remember it. Yep. they remember it, and then it doesn't. The only the only thing that happens when they get knocked down like that is every you got to get up again moment. Yeah. and I think Chumpawamba said that they didn't did. They? And guess what, man? They had a real good point. Um, <laughs> it did pain me though to see like yeah. Dude. Of course you knew she was gonna. First of all, you wanted to make sure that she's okay. Then sure. when you know that, then you know there's gonna be obvious social media and yeah. regular media backlash. But some of the people. Right. That came out of the fucking woodworks to talk shit like Lady Gaga telling her like fuck you, what you deserve for not touching gloves like oh I didn't know Gaga oh, yeah my uncle Re- Sal calls her Lady Gaga <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> that you Gaga. were gonna weigh in and you were happy that Ronda Law I yeah mean, and by the way weighing in after the fight you right. didn't see her like go and tweeting about right. go Holly home before right. the fight but now that it happened for not touching gloves you get knocked out by the, I'm paraphrasing obviously yeah. but it was something along those lines and it's, and like, it's like really how could how could anyone be against Ronda in terms of what she did for the, the what she's doing for the sport she created the she sport she created a whole division yeah. and interest in an entire gender in in, in in that sport like come on I, yeah. you can, I am and will always be done it with such, yeah done it with such grace and uh, and it was so every interviewer I, I, I hear in she's funny she's creative she's honest very honest she's not giving you bullshit mm-hmm. and um at least, and again, we're not best friends by any sure. stretch, but having spent some time with her, and I've said this multiple times, I, 
she's a great fighter, but she's an even greater person. So, like, I say I'm Team Ronda because, like, you know what? I love watching her fight. She's an unbelievable athlete. She, she's a fantastic fighter. But I was more impressed with Ronda the person yeah. than Ronda the fighter. Just saying. I want to know, and since you've got a personal connection <clears throat> to both her and Brad, is there a way we can kickstart her? A Brad versus Ronda Rousey fight. Nope. And I'm not... Brad, hear me out. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, okay. I'm already dating a girl. Where are you going with this, Ray? Uh, I'm already dating a girl that's a fourth degree black belt. I sleep with one eye open. <laughs> so why are you trying to get Brad's ass with? I, I mean, I don't... I think there's... I think there's a... A dwarf factor that Ronda can't prep for, <laughs> and I feel like Vegas, the odds would be so against him that uh, it'd be one of those. Have th- like a Buster Douglas type situation. You got it. Oh my god! Uh, the, and the fact, or what? Do you think that because my arms don't straighten, that the arm bar is not going to work? Possibly, <laughs> it it'll work. <laughs> I did enjoy a lot of the questions during like the entourage junket. Like, so you get into the cage with Rhonda. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think you do? You think you could take her? I'm like, oh, so funny. No, you're an idiot. I, like, what? I, and you have to answer that, right? Yeah. It's just like, do you really? Think or after a while, do you pull your own move and you go, this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> just start whistling uncontrollably. Uh, no, I don't think I could take Rhonda, and I'm sure there's. Thousands of dudes walking around. They're like, oh, if I fucking got her, I just fucking hit her with an overhead. Hey, she ain't going to fucking beat me. Yeah, Good bro. luck. Okay, enjoy your broken arm. <laughs> uh, I love that. Powers on Stars on Thursdays? Uh, I think Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah. Right? What time? Uh, but it's it's like one of those shows. It's on every day, essentially. Okay. It's yeah. run yeah. All, all day, all night. You, it's, it it's almost impossible to yeah. not find it if you want to see it. Love that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and then all, and also, of course, the Bad for Business podcast. Yeah, which uh, tune in uh, in the recent episodes because you'll see uh, or you'll hear yours truly on there. We went deep, talking deep WWE. Yeah, you guys had to do it there because you can't do it here <laughs> because I just don't know enough to join in. Adam would be silent for yeah. the entire hour. Did Every- you not know he's one and zero. What do you mean? You guys talk about it. Oh, wait, time. no, yes. Oh, I, you knew that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know okay. Brad's career stats. Okay, good. I just don't know enough about the world to participate. And yeah. so every 10 minutes, I'd just be like, man, Hulk Hogan had a cool fucking stuffed <laughs> animal, didn't he? And you guys would be like, yeah, 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 whatever. You should have seen me tell Brie after she got home, right after you yeah. left. I was like, Brie, do you have any fucking idea that Brad has one profile under his belt? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, Brad's one and zero as a pro, as a pro wrestler. Yes, I am. He is. I yes. might have lied after that. She's like, he was in WWE. I went, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't talk about this on the podcast, uh, but I actually got a call one time to be in a sketch uh, with uh, for Monday Night Raw. They 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 wanted to fly me out uh, to play like DX was making fun of someone. Okay. So that so that, so they wanted like. Uh, a dwarf version of that person that then they were gonna go beat up, and like I would, I they, I got, I, I still save the email. Like it, oh it it's God. there. It's got the WWE letterhead. Had all the travel info. Like this is where you're flying to. This is your car information. But but but, as I'm driving to the airport, they call me and say, Ah, we canceled the bit. Ah, I'm like you son of a bitch. Jesus. I would have been on Raw. I've been sick. Are you kidding me? Listen to me. I just said sick. <laughs> I talk about wrestling, I turn into a meathead. That would have been f- sick, bro. Uh, fucking sick, bro. But basically, you turn into Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> that 
<laughs> Cover up, boys. We got a <laughs> grade A peeker just walked in. I'm going to bring that back. I'm going to borrow that. That's so good. Uh, I, I, will, I will text Connolly, too, because I think you guys will have a great time. I think he'll yeah. he's, awesome. he's great on the podcast. Thanks, so uh, the podcast is the Bad for Business podcast. Uh, the show is Power. And uh, look out for you in the upcoming Sully movie. Yeah, dude. It's called it's called Sully? I think it's called Captain Sully. Yeah. I think. Wow. So is Tom Hanks only playing captains now? Basically. All right. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good Captain point. Captain Phillips. When's he going to do Captain Crunch? <laughs> good night, everybody. By the way, he would be a fantastic <laughs> Captain Crunch. I love that you couldn't let that slip. You're like, no, actually, legitimately, if there's any Academy I, Award I think winner, that's who I would offer. Like, that, that's who I would offer it to. Dude, if they do start making, and that's next, by the way, because you can't remake. I just heard Peter Jackson's going to remake NeverEnding Story, and I fucking just about lost it. But if they do start just going, like, dipping into the cereal pool for <laughs> movies... Like, by the way, who's playing Tony the Tiger? Obviously, Johnny Depp. Who's playing fucking <laughs> Captain Crunch? Hanks, dude. Who's playing... Um, uh, so I think what I would have a who's shot Who's playing at. Toucan Sam? Uh, you fucking guessed it. Well, Jim Carrey. Well, I, I, yeah, know, I know that I'm playing Boo Berry. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Who's, and guess who's playing uh, fucking the Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, fat oh. gay bakers? Who? <laughs> the fat gay bakers? Seth the- Rogen and John Goodman. <laughs> I think I might be one of the Rice Krispie dudes. <laughs> snap. That, I think I'd be Snap. Dude, that's the movie. We could be Snap, Crackle, and Pop dude, right and here. And then, that, then that's your catchphrase? Oh, Snap? Snap. <laughs> oh, my God. We could All be right. Snap, Crackle, and right, Pop. Guys, we got to write this. Yeah, we got to shut this off and write the script right now. <laughs> Let's go into the think tank, boys. <laughs> show. That's the show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.